Hi, welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions. I am Catherine Bird. And I'm Michelle Hawk. And welcome to episode 87. And today we're going to talk about spiritual teachings and lineages. And this is uh, sort of a further discussion as we uh, talked in our last episode about choosing a spiritual teacher and how do you determine who your spiritual teacher should be. So you might want to circle back and listen to that one. But because of that episode, we realized that we had so much more to say about the lineages and um, the spiritual traditions that we're working with that you might come in contact with on your journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So again, please circle back and, and treat this as sort of a continuation of that discussion since really that's what it is. And uh, in that last episode, we did talk about, well, how to choose a spiritual teacher, meaning working with an embodied human vessel of knowledge and, and mysteries, maybe someone who's school or a particular lineage. And now we're talking about the lineages and the teachings themselves. So taking it beyond the realm of the, the person. Human. Yeah, the person, <laughs> beyond the realm of us, beyond the realm of the teacher, uh, beyond the realm of you as, as the seeker, the student, and into the realm of spirit and into the realm of this lineage or this lineage or these teachings as an entity in themselves with their own soul codes and contracts and agreements and yeah. so can you first Michelle I think like mm -hmm. can you sort of define this mystery school you know yeah you, you use the word mystery school and yes. so that's something that we sort of hear but maybe we're kind of know what that means but not quite sure yeah absolutely so a mystery school would be uh, any body of knowledge that is uh, is dealing with a, any set of esoteric principles or ideas or philosophies, and mystery, a mystery school would be a particular container of that knowledge. So, for example, um, you know you're working within the Taoist mystery school, right? So, working with esoteric teachings, philosophies. Um, according to a couple of different lineages within mm -hmm. that, yeah, right? And so we sort of have these different, you can classify them in different ways. You can get really specific, yeah. right? Like the mystery school of the Taurus archetype is one thing that I'm working with right now in, as we're in the Taurus lunation, right? So Taurus mystery school is the esoteric teachings associated with our archetype in, that, in the zodiac and our facet of consciousness relating to that, um, that, that aspect. And of course, there's broader mystery school, right? Or we can look at, okay, mystery schools of shamanic astrology, mystery schools of shamanism, et cetera. And then within that, of course, there's different lineages and divisions. So I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Body of knowledge, don't get hung up on semantics, right? And so within this, of course, we're talking about, again, the idea of lineages and teachings as entities in themselves with their own life force energy their own soul contracts their own agenda if you will in the world and keeping in mind that all of that exists completely outside of any of our human agendas or our human right. access points and i think that's really yeah to and uh to start to feel into one one piece is that we have access to all of these lineages and these schools, these teachings, uh, as we never have on this planet before. We have access to things that it would take an enormous amount of time and attention and energy to, uh, to get yourself the beginnings of the initiation in. And now we have uh, all of uh, these manuscripts and, and uh, teachings and practices that we have access to. And uh, within that, we, some of us are just kind of dabbling about and, you know, kind of building our own thing or, uh, you know, experimenting here and there. And then others of us are called to go really deep in, you know, sometimes just one, one stream of information consciousness. Absolutely. Or somewhere in between those, you know, we might be going really deep into one and then kind of playing with another to support that. And whatever it is, you know, that's okay. And I think, you know, it speaks to, well, what, and this is where some of the human realm comes into play in terms of what, in what way do I want to engage with these lineages? And, and also, what are these lineages and teachings asking of me in my human experience? It's an active working relationship, right? 
where we are coming as, as humans, as sovereign beings with our own path and purpose to participate in the path and purpose of a teaching in, in a human form, right? And so there is some relating that's happening there. There is some, okay, well, how do I want to develop my practice? And also what is my practice asking of me? And I think being an active working relationship with both sides of that is really important because it's easy when we're just asking from the one side of, well, what kind of spiritual teachings do I want to have? Asking from the, the human perspective, the ego perspective, perhaps, then it's not the full picture, right? You might be like, oh, I want to, you know, study yoga because it'll make me skinny and <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. we, we have this, you know, I'll get in good shape. Um, and, but we might have that be our, or hook in and then we're like oh but wait there's mantra and there's meditation and there's uh all of these other branches of yoga that are super exciting for me and i really want to dive into these other aspects you know we we kind of sometimes get that kind of mind ego reason to start looking into something or we have a health issue we have a reason like a, a, yeah. a physical need that we need to start meditating or we need to start doing yoga or qigong or um you know doing something with our health food wise or, or whatever and then that sort of sparks this you know stream of interest that that comes into our lives which might take us someplace that we never thought that we would end up going right or somewhere that you we were never interested in going and yet having a different access point to it because of that. And it's important to keep in mind, you know, that's the other half of this is the, not only us kind of looking at, well, what, what lineages do I want to learn from or what, what do I feel called to, but what lineages are, are tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey there, yeah, it's time. Up. Yeah. Um, and when we're talking about kind of the energy of mm -hmm. the lineage, so, um, Everything is energy. We know that. And uh, the more that you focus your consciousness, your awareness, your attention, your prayers, your meditation uh, practices, uh, the stronger something gets. So you can focus on anything and make it more powerful, really. Um, but when we're looking at uh, specific lineages and traditions, uh, they are actually holding a collective field. So um, a collective thought form is called an egregore, which I think is a great word. So there, anything that is a collective energetic. So you can see this even, um, uh, even like in sporting events where uh, kind of a, a little bit of like the mob mentality, like somebody wins a sporting event and people are like turning over cars and they're like insanity and, and everything. The energy is super, super strong. It's because so many people have come together and thrown all of their energy into one container and have uh, created a powerful field, which then, you know, in some ways creates chaos or, or whatever, like, you know, cause it, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentionally put towards something that would be toward peace or, or joy or, or with uh, any, any intention at all. Right. It was like right. a competition and, you know, bashing the other team and it, that energy creates more of that energy. So, um, these different lineages have had people who, you know, have been meditating, doing practices, working with specific deities and beings, praying, uh, making offerings, um, chanting mantras, the same mantra for thousands of years that thousands and thousands and so many people have been chanting every single day, their whole life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so all of that is a collective field. It's a collective energy. Mm -hmm. And so it's powerful. And when you start to tune into that collective energy, that collective field, and you start doing those practices, you start uh, bringing those you know, images of those deities into your home. You start praying and offering, making offerings and lighting incense and all of the different practices that you can be doing or doing energy practices that are in alignment with those teachings, um, you are also starting to tap into that egregore, that collective field, that thought form, which has grown and grown and grown over 
thousands of years mm -hmm. that people have been engaging with this lineage, mm -hmm. which can be powerful. It can open up things for you. It can um, create uh, shifts of consciousness and awareness simply because you're not just here I'm the single little alone person you're actually like oh there's a larger stream that I'm jumping into that I'm also being supported by all of these people from the past who have also kept this this stream going you mm -hmm. know who have been praying it's like I'm, I'm adding my collective prayers to this to this lineage which which values whatever it values Right, mm -hmm. it, it could value peace. It could, it could, you know, you could be connecting to a lineage that values chaos and destruction and right. and uh, hurting people. Like that's also a choice that you can make to do that. Right. Yeah. There are. Let's, um, you know, not forget here that there are lineages and there are mystery schools that are not devoted toward collective well-being in the highest and Right. But that comes into you know, our discernment, right, about, okay, well, what frequencies am I participating in and contributing to by my engaging myself in And yet, you know, assuming, and I think for the purposes of this conversation, we'll assume that we're speaking about lineages that are devoted to... But be aware, right? Be yes. aware that there are people out there who are engaging in traditions and lineages that are that are focused on a more dark, egoic, power hungry uh, stream of information and they're connecting to spirits and beings and deities that are connected to that and that's a thing yes. so you know if if you're not interested in that if you want to be of service and love and peace and light well there are teachings for that there are teachings for that so yeah. just be aware of what you're tuning into mm -hmm. be aware uh that yeah the thing like you can cultivate power in any direction totally right and which is why you know the sporting event example right like there's you know the the lack of intentionality creates space for the energy to simply go in in the way that where there's the most charge right and so looking at um whenever there's high either emotional charge or energetic charge in and in this collective consciousness in this collective field becomes amplified so looking at, okay, well, what has been amplified over thousands of years by thousands slash maybe millions of people, right? Okay, is it you know, this particular mantra? Is it, you know, working with, you know, ritual sacrifice, right? Or is it, uh, you know, the practice of, you know, this movement, whatever it is, okay? So just looking at what, what are the teachings and knowing that, okay, these teachings have a lot of energy behind them from a lot of people. And is that level of power and that level of amplified field something that I want to step into? I want to jump in that super fast river. Because it's going to take me somewhere. Is that somewhere that I want to go? And with this, we also get to look at, like, how are we here to serve the lineage? How are we here to help heal the lineage? Because... Pretty much every one of these lineages has got some issues, right? Mm -hmm. Where there has been uh, discrimination, torture, murder, uh, some sects or or tribes or uh, you know monasteries. Like pretty much, look around. They've at some point some heavy stuff has gone down, right. and people were murdered and and killed for having this information and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so as we are holding space for both the the peace and the joy and the the kind of the prosperity of this lineage we also are here to hold sometimes the pain of the lineage mm -hmm. and to honor those that came before us in that lineage to um to hold high respect and regard for all of those people who have suffered for being what we are now able to so easily mm -hmm. in those regards or for uh you know holding the the pain and the suffering that was inflicted by that lineage, right there are you know let's not absolve anybody here but you know looking at plenty of mystery schools inflicted a lot of harm in the interest of perfecting their own or surviving in their own philosophy right and whenever we're stepping into a lineage this is really important to remember we're not only receiving the benefit of it we're also participating in the challenge 
of that lineage in those students. So knowing, again, is that karma that I want as part of my signature. And sometimes we don't really have the option, right? Like sometimes we're kind of like, you know, actually I would say more often than not, we don't really have the option. It's already part of our karmic signature. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, knowing that we have in our last episode, we talked about these initiatory and activation experiences that come with our awakening. And it's like this lineage is woken up in us and we're like, oh God, okay, well now I have that in my field slash that was already in my field anyway. Okay, I guess I'm I'm working with this or I'm working through this or I'm, I'm in support of this or hearing this in some way. And right. yeah, in some ways, it's sort of like being born an American. <laughs> like, didn't necessarily choose right. kids per se, but we sort of did. Right. And in this time that we're in right now, we are being called as Americans to deal with our shit of racism and sexism and uh, inequality and uh, so much injustice mm -hmm. and uh, environmental de degradation. Mm -hmm. and all of the things that we are holding within us as Americans mm -hmm. like we are we we are having to um, we're having to deal with it on an individual level on a karmic level whether, whether we're aware of it or not in some way or another we are involved in this process right. and the same is true when you're when you're called to a specific lineage and there are a lot of us that are called to lineages that we feel like maybe we don't actually fit into mm -hmm. and this is looking at uh you know kind of the bioenergetic aspect of our our relationship to lineages right so we have the biological genealogical reference points to uh you know historical and, and geographically based lineages right? like, okay well what um, what countries were my ancestors from and what lineages did they practice, etc. But we are also more than that. We are more than our human bodies, P.S., in case you didn't already know. Sorry to drop that bomb on you right now. We're more than, than our physical DNA. And I like to use the term soul DNA, right? And I believe we actually did an episode on soul DNA and energetic signatures. Right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Back. Yeah, okay. So we did something along those lines. If we haven't, like, go ahead and message us and be soul like, do this episode. Ancestry, something like soul that. Soul ancestry, yeah, uh, karmic ancestry, right? And knowing that we've had past lives in, probably, we've probably had past lives in other places in the world. We were just talking last night about people who are here on Earth for the very first time. So maybe you're one of those people, but you have many blessings on you, my friend. Yeah, bless bless <laughs> you. And also you have star ancestry or other, you know, karmic ancestry, right? Like everybody has karmic ancestry. So looking at if we're, you know, it's to a certain extent, it's not really up to us which activations or initiations we're receiving if they're coming straight from spirit or this lineage is calling like, hey, you, you're here, like come right. here. And it's that, you know, we're sovereign beings. So then we have the choice of, do I listen to that call? Do I step into that or do I not? And then of course that comes with its own whole set of challenges of saying no, right? But you're allowed to say no. That's a different answer. <laughs> Sovereignty, right? But it's, you know, looking at, again, the, the physical basis for the lineages that we have a relationship to and then also the... Right. And I mean, it's been said uh, by many many people who are uh, seers and, and people who are, are very strongly connected to a lineage mm -hmm. can often see the codes in the field of a person. And it it's a choice whether you are going to activate those codes or not. And coming in contact with someone from that lineage, from that mystery school, that teaching, uh, can randomly, like like instantaneously start to start to activate those codes within mm -hmm. you or it might be through coming back to study coming back to inquiry coming back to working with the teacher uh there is initiatory experiences where oh right i remember how to do this interesting that i would remember these you know mudras or i would remember these words or i would remember uh this way of doing this uh, kind of ritual and it's because there's been a certain level of training uh, in, in prior lifetimes that now you're ready to complete. But oftentimes we don't remember that training until we get to a certain point where it's almost like, oh, this is my, my button that I stuck in when I am 32 years old, 
the button is going to be pushed and I'm going to remember some of these things because I have a contract with this individual who's from this lineage who's going to help me to reawaken and remember. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So knowing, you know, to a certain extent, we get to have, um, have our human selves participate this. And to a certain extent, we kind of don't you know, we can show up and be in, uh, in surrender and be in presence to the activations and initiations that are happening that we ourselves as our highest selves arranged for us to have here in this earthly experience. And so knowing also that the lineages, you know, the, the lineages and teachings, these ancient mystery schools, and they have their own life force, they have their own agenda, they have their own, um, their own momentum, I guess mm-hmm. I want to say. For sure. Totally. And again, they're calling people. It's, it's really important to think about they're calling people to them because they are, they have life force. Right. And, and, so and they want to, grow they want it's life so it life wants to live it does not want to die and it has energy of its own so it wants to continue to live so even Mm -hmm. uh you know certain like traditions in and lineages like they're it's almost like they're going moving through the world you know they're looking for they're like recruiting yeah but like recruiting it's like okay if we need imagine you know and of course this is a a very like cartoonish representation of, of how this might work, but you know, imagine a, an organization saying, "Okay, if we want to continue and we want to thrive, we where do we need to go? Who do we need to be in front of in order to have this energy continue to stick around?" Right. And so, knowing that by us participating and working with the lineage, by being a steward of that lineage, we are working for ensuring the um, the continued transmission of for messengers, through the thousands of years we've had lineage holders, teachers, and messengers who have maybe um, ensured the survival of these lineages through uh, through times of persecution, right? And maybe we're having a different form of that now. Maybe it's much less persecuted now, like slash, you know, who knows, right? And uh, and in what way are we ensuring the survival and the thriving, the survival and thrival of uh, of this particular teaching as an entity in itself, right? Which in some ways is, um, you know, taking responsibility for, um, for not maybe sometimes just cherry picking a bunch of bullshit and sticking it together and being like, this is my modality, um, which we all do to a certain extent, but to be in honoring of, the people, the tradition, the lineage, um, and to be an acknowledgement of the people, the current people who are in uh, in that stream, who maybe are disconnected from their own lineage. Mm-hmm. And now we're connecting to their lineage, and then they're still suffering because of persecution and racism and uh, all of these issues. Like, how can we be in a higher alignment to? help the people who are in our own damn stream mm-hmm. right and of course we want to help all people in all places but uh that is like an inquiry point for, for us mm-hmm. and you know am i utilizing um am i utilizing these things as just a way for me to be you know feeding my ego and being great and making money and being successful mm-hmm. and looking uber spiritual on Instagram or am I being in true authentic alignment with a uh, a higher depth of service and connection to uh to the larger picture of mm-hmm. what's of what's what's there and what spirit is asking of you right Yeah, because oftentimes what spirit is asking of you is not the most comfortable thing. It's not the thing that's going to make you like look good on Instagram. No, it's not. It's not the thing that's going to make you like uh, everybody's going to notice that you're doing something. A lot of times it's the thing that is the thing that nobody knows about. It's the thing that is not what you're publicizing out there as who you are in the world, but it is who you are in the world. Right. And that, um, it, it might not sell 
right? Like it might be, and I think, I don't know, I guess I see this in, in what I would call more of like on the forefront of lineages, right? Like people who are doing work that is so esoteric that like five people get it you know, and that's you know who you are. You, right. And we see you. <laughs> we right? see you. And we know yes. there's this whole process of trying to explain what this is because you might be receiving a galactic lineage that is, is, you know, maybe was here thousands of years ago in a different mystery school, but that was undercover that wasn't able to be in the light of day until now. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of people who are showing up and remembering these mystery schools and these lineages that were pretty much decimated and wiped out. It's super crazy chill bumps all over. But there's, there are some of you who are doing that and are in process of that. And that is challenging work. Right. And it, and it is service. It's stewardship, right? Like looking at, okay, well, what is the function? Also, let's kind of look at what is the function of these lineages in the current? right? Like holding these frequencies, bringing in these frequencies and these, you know, teachings and knowledge and mystery schools, right? For, uh, again, we're sort of assuming positive intent here for, at least for the purpose of this conversation, for the benefit of all beings, for sovereignty, for love, for joy, for freedom, for uh, the, the next evolution in the process of earth. And some of the lineages that are either, um, you know, kind of coming to earth now maybe for the first time or having a resurgence in earth or you know used to be around but then got squelched way down a lot of people just simply aren't going to be ready for that yet and so if you are having these initiatory experiences or or being a lineage holder of one of these like super esoteric things know that it's okay and know that it it might not be the thing that sells. It might not be the thing that a lot of people are really interested in yet, but it's the kind of thing where if, if you're doing this, then you're on the forefront of bringing this thing to earth. And keep doing your personal practices. Yeah. Keep sitting in meditation. Keep journaling. Keep, keep writing about it. Keep, mm-hmm. uh, like, even, even if you feel like, well, this feels so weird and woo-woo and esoteric, and... I know, according to my business coach, that so woo-woo and weird and esoteric isn't going to sell. So I need to come up with some program that's about, you know, whatever. Mindfulness. Mindfulness or self-love or... Um, Nothing against those. We love those teachings. Um, but, <clears throat> right, where it's like, oh, this is, this is how I can relate to people. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to, to start to... Uh, you know, develop your work over time. Like this, mm-hmm. it takes quite a long time to truly dive into and receive what you're really receiving. And, and it's not, it's not like an overnight thing. Uh, it, it seems like it is when you look at other people, but that's not how it, how it works generally. Mm-hmm. It takes a while of your devoted uh, uh, practice and, and work with yourself to uh, get yourself where you've, developed this body of work you've received this body of work you've remembered this body of work and can can bring it to the world in a way that that um that others can relate to and know that if it's coming through you there are others that will relate to it because if you look at the internet there is something for everybody out there and not just something for everybody but the weirdest thing ever has a lot of people interested in it. Right. So just know that your people are out there and you might be on the forefront, which can be confusing and frustrating and like, uh, really, is this what I came to do, yeah. this thing? Yeah, it can feel very isolating yeah. or alienating, pun intended. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, also know that if this frequency is, and I'm using the a galactic example here, or, or we can use a, like a remembered example. So for example, like, um, you know, alchemical philosophy or Atlantean or Lemurian lineages, right? If you're remembering or coming into initiation of this, I guarantee there are other people on earth who are having the same experience yeah. at the same time, because this comes to the field, it comes to the planet, but it's woken up in the collective. And there's not just one, you're not the only one. Right. So, um, as much as, you know, I know you need to like make a living and put stuff out there, like also talk about this stuff and don't yeah. be afraid to just be really authentic. If this is what's coming through me right now, 
and um and the people who are meant to find you will find you and keep praying for yeah. that Absolutely. And know that it's okay. Also, if you don't externalize it right away, slash, mm -hmm. I would highly encourage you not to, because there's this, um, especially if you're a practitioner, especially if you're, you know, working with a business coach, right? Like nothing against business coaches. We love them. And yet there tends to be in our Western mind, there tends to be like, Oh, I just got my Reiki certificate. I'm going to start teaching like now. Maybe don't maybe let yourself sit with it for a minute so that you can go through that process of mastery. And mastery is something, I mean, we can do like, like we're due to do an episode actually on the process of mastery, but knowing that there is something to be said for simply taking your time with a mystery school, with a body of knowledge, simply taking space to let it land in your body, taking, um, taking space to do practices, to let it encode your cellular memory, let those activations completely alter your own energetic structure before you start bringing it to other people yeah. and there's yeah so there's a lot to be said for just sheer time of and commitment and engagement with these lineages and also knowing again if it's showing up for you it's showing up for other people so yes you are unique and special and also you're not alone it's great and as a at front runner you know if we're looking at people who are kind of on the remembering edge or the early edge um, by grounding it into your own body, that is the best thing that you can do for this by learning from it, by journaling with it. You know, when, um, when I had a couple of years ago, when I had my dragon initiation and was totally like, what do I do with that? Okay. I guess I'm just going to sit with this every day and talk to the dragons and journal for the dragons. Like, you know, this, with dragon. I mean, some people are working with dragons, but not, not a lot. And it's like, there's no book about dragons there's no like dragon lineage categories on on instagram whatever and so in order to be a student of this lineage i need to be a student of the lineage not of any anybody else or not of um you know looking for anything outside right. myself and i think that's the thing that we do we start to receive something we get something and then we're immediately like, let me Google that shit. Yeah. And let me like look for the book about it. Oh, and I do tried. You, do it you have exist. a book about this? Like, I get this, um, I get this a lot where people will message me like, well, uh, do you have a book that's about, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I know Una watches our show. So Una, I think was asking me a book about uh, galactic and archangel uh, correspondences. And I'm like, well, hmm go look at this one book, but really like just do your own study because that's what you're receiving right now. So like, let it land inside of you. Mm -hmm. But there's always the, you know, this, this tendency, oh, I, I gotta, you know, it's like the same thing people always do with spirit animals, right? They get an animal yeah. and then they're like, well, let me Google it. I need to know right now, what, what does this mean? Instead of just being with like, well, what the fuck does this mean? Right. And ask the animal, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like they're showing yeah. up, like, and how do you think the books got written in the first place was from people, right? Like this is how bodies of knowledge are formed, right? And how, you know, Chinese medicine is, was formed in the meridians and like how we have this understanding is from for a really long time, there were no textbooks, there were no manuals, there were no um, documentation, but people were in active relationship with the lineages and learning from the lineages themselves how we now have textbooks and maps of the meridians and, and how we now have like the chakras and everybody can google the chakras right and used to be able to do that so instead of looking for what can i learn about this from outside of myself what can i learn about this from somebody else have the experience and i'm actually a huge fan across the board um i for many many years i was actually really resistant i was super resistant to reading books about spiritual practice or about teachings or about meditation or whatever like I still have never read the power of now I've never read the four agreements like I don't need to do that and for me it was really important to not do that because I wanted to learn directly from my own lived experience from spirit I wanted to learn from my interactions with other people I didn't want to read from a book when I could have have a, a direct active relationship with my own process and I'm a, not everybody has to do it that way. I, that's my way of doing it. You don't, you can do what works for you, but I always encourage people if any of my students or clients are saying, Oh, I had a dream about deer and I saw a deer and it feels like I have a lot of deer medicine. Like, what does deer mean? 
Right. The very first thing I tell them is go sit with deer, meditate with deer, have your own experience and then read about it and then right. come back and talk to me. You know, it's, yeah. we get really emphasizing the value of personal experience in teachings. And the, you know, the, the things that you're doing, hopefully, um, will help you to cultivate your own inner awareness and ability to, uh, receive your own experience um and that's why we're like okay do your healing work trauma work getting your inner child stuff like deal with your mom and dad you know deal with what's coming up for you and in things that you forgiveness and you know your emotional uh self become embodied inside of your physical form learn practices so that you're you know, able to track your system and track your body and, and increase your awareness and your imagination and your ability to sense and feel. And, um, these things in addition to, they might come with the lineage that you're working with. Um, you know, for example, I'm in this Taoist lineage and we're also studying stuff from Shivism and, and Buddhism, but the practices that we're doing are yes to gain a specific some specific outcomes of energy cultivation and power increase and an ability to do healing work and so on and uh, to bring power to ritual practice but a lot of it is to bring a heightened ability to be aware of what is what is going on and if you can find some practices that will help you and even just meditation, just being quiet with yourself, journaling, breathing, breath practice, dance, some kind of movement practice, all of these things are going to help you to have a greater sense of awareness of what's going on, what's coming in, what it feels like when it's coming in. Does it resonate with you? Does it feel good? Does it expand you? Does it make you feel more whole and complete and joyful and peaceful? Does it contract you? Does it, does it bring up stuff that you need to work on for yourself? Because sometimes it's like, oh, it's contracting me because it's not maybe in alignment. And then it's, sometimes it's like, oh, it's contracting me because it's showing me where I'm mm -hmm. not in alignment. Right. And if we, don't me, have, if we don't have that discernment, then we're not going to be able to make the difference. Right. And if we don't have these consistent practices where we're being with ourselves and we're being alone and doing our thing alone, then we are not able to bring the level of awareness that's required for this kind of work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I want to do a little touch point back to our last episode. And so then this is where like working with a teacher is really helpful. So whether it's, uh, you know, either someone who currently practices within these lineages, or maybe if you're having a, an initiatory experience for grounding in a lineage that isn't super common on earth and there, there aren't really people who are doing it, you know, finding someone who has enough reference that they can be a perspective and maybe they're not teaching you anything in that particular lineage, but they're a touch point for you on perspective and asking questions and developing your practice and being in the lineage. Right. Having your teacher by your side is really, really helpful, even if you're not already working in that lineage because right. you know coming back to this like galactic lineage mm -hmm. uh, last night michelle and i were having a great conversation about our galactic folk and our galactic people who haven't been on earth before mm -hmm. or very often and we love you, we love you so much yeah. and the unique uh experiences and and challenges that this uh creates for for those of you who are having this experience and and I, and I was saying, yeah, I just have like a lot, I get a lot of the galactic people who like are all in my field, you know? Um, and, and some of that is because I, I think that even though I'm, I'm pretty earth based, like I have a really great way of being able to communicate uh, with the galactic frequency and then being able to understand physical humanness, grounding, understand the process of channeling, um, you know, how to do the practices because I teach so many practices. Like I'm like, right. for some reason, that's my thing. So you might not be working with somebody who necessarily is exactly like you. Right. You might be actually working with somebody whose, whose signature is 
quite different because you need that in order to stabilize what you're doing mm -hmm. totally. or to activate and, and expand what you're doing. Totally. Absolutely. So if you're looking for a teacher, again, this is kind of who I am our last episode, if you're looking for a teacher, it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody who we talked about are they in the same stream as you. They might be, or that might not actually be what's needed in order to support the development of, of your own lineage and so just kind of keep that in mind and, and know that uh, that there are teachers out there for everybody. And again, and even if it's not, uh, you know, so like Una, our friend who was asking about that, you know, that's not something that I know about or that you like could reel off the top of your head necessarily, right? But, you know, we can refer resources and, uh, and any good teacher will be able to guide you through the investigation how to work with your lineage and how to be a student of your lineage. So I think and it is important to have teachers. Yes. So if you um it's it's wonderful to have your own stream of information that's coming through and uh that's important absolutely it's also important to find teachers that you are resonating with that can support you. Um and I mean, there's a lot of, of books out there on, especially uh, energy practices mm -hmm. um, and different kinds of cultivation practices. And uh, they don't always put the things in the books the way that they actually teach them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of in the tradition that what you put in the book isn't actually the full deal. It isn't right. the real practice. It isn't all the way. So I... Uh, there are a lot of teachers out there teaching the teaching things that are in the books, but they're teaching an expanded version right. um, because there has been a, um, a either a need or just a uh, a desire through the lineages to mm -hmm. keep stuff secret. Not everybody would have access to. Uh, to stuff that would make them more powerful. Right. And, you know, like, let's just take that exactly for what it is. Like, there's not necessarily a nefarious intention there, right? Or a tradition around privacy or secrecy. And in, sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. <laughs> that, that's why I said not necessarily. Like, there might be, but not necessarily. And in the West, we're used to having sort of universally accessible information. And yet in other parts of the world or in other time periods or in certain schools, like there is a huge value placed on you learn this by earning it. Like you learn this by solving the puzzles and doing the riddles and sweeping the floors and like all this stuff that are, are ways for you to be in relationship with the lineage before you're, you're learning it as opposed to just like reading a thing, right? Because if you just read a thing, like if I were to tell you like, here's the answer to all the questions you've been asking, there you go. Are you going to have the same value for it and the same relationship with it as opposed to if you'd spent years like, you know, looking for clues and looking at pictures and doing meditations and all of this. And then finally it's like, oh my God, the answer, wow. Right? So the journey is just as important to, to develop that working relationship with these energies, with these, um, these, uh, the life force of teachings. Yeah. 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 I feel like I also want to touch upon um, sort of where are we going with teachings and lineages? You know, what, and, and this is something that I'm actively in inquiry about myself. This isn't anything that I pretend to have an answer to. I, mean, I have my own philosophy and opinion on it. But I think it's also important to look at as we're engaging with t teachings and lineages, what are we doing from the perspective of where are we going as Earth people? Earth, you know what I mean? Does that question make Earth, sense? Earthlies? Earth, earthlies, as Earthlings, right? And as people who are agreeing to be in relationship with lineages, what is our obligation and what is what are we creating space for and what are we stewarding? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a question. It's a question that we all we all need to be asking ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, as as we become more one in a lot of ways, just just due to the uh, access of information and our ability to travel. Uh, I mean, I'm traveling next year to China. I mean, traveling this summer, all all kinds of places in the UK and Europe, and 
Um, and I'm traveling next year to China and that, that's not a, necessarily a thing not that long ago. So mm-hmm. if a hundred years ago I was born in America and I wanted to go to China, that would have been quite a big, big journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have taken a very long time. And, uh, it would have been a much bigger deal. A much bigger deal. Yeah. And uh, now I, you know, can jump on a plane and I don't know how many hours it is, but it's quite a few, but I can be in China in the next day. And so as we do that, we are becoming kind of smaller, smaller world. And we're also cultivating these different lineages, right? It's like working with the Western and the Eastern and working with uh, native tribes here in America, and then maybe you're flying to to Ireland, and you're you're working in uh, in tradition there through it philosophy. Exactly, yeah. like that's yeah. that's a total possibility. Yeah, and then you go to you're going to Egypt, and you're hanging out there and and doing some work there, and so we're becoming these multi lineage holders, mm-hmm. which is not. Uh, super common in the past because yeah. you generally were kind of in one place. Right. It's a, it's a, because of the world that we're living in and because of the, um, was it on the last episode, Soul DNA? We're, we talking about that? Or was it the last episode? Soul DNA. Yeah. Anyway, th- I think it was this time, yeah. talking about the, the karmic lineages that we have a relationship with already. Again, knowing we've lived in other parts of the world. If we've been on Earth before, we've probably lived in other parts of the world. We've had access to different lineages and teachings that now in our current bodies we feel a resonance with. And so I think there's this dance between, okay, how can I have honoring and respect for the uh, the lineage as it exists within the global context, meaning related to a certain part of the world, related to a certain group of people, related to um, a certain ideas and philosophies which I may or may not have a biological connection to right now and so being an honoring of the traditions and the philosophies and also knowing that again lineages and teachings are living entities that evolve and experience change and transformation so I think it's this dance between how do I honor these traditions and also how do I be a part of the next stage in the evolution of these teachings and we're especially seeing this um with a, a lessening and a relinquishing of, of, of the patriarchal systems and how there are a lot of these lineages that were so held within, uh, you know, patriarchy and uh, very strict uh, gender dynamics of what, what people did. And, um, and I, you know, there would be, maybe women who would kind of like break into different um, mystery schools at different times, but like a lot of times there would be mostly men. And now we have uh, women who are, are studying and, and leading and teaching at, uh, at a level that we haven't seen in a long time. And I mean, there's always been women practitioners and, and, and so on, but they're not the ones who wrote the books, right? They're not the ones that got the acclaim for the thing that happened. Uh, they were either um, just pretended like they weren't there or they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And so now we're, we're kind of butting up against what does the lineage look like now? What's mm-hmm. the transformation of the lineage? What's the evolution that we're going through so that there is more equality, there is more, um, there is more acceptance mm-hmm. of of other within the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how do we give the lineage what it needs in order to survive and, and be relevant in the context of a modern society? Because I feel like, and, and this is something I see, um, you know, I, I just sort of regard with curiosity when I hear people have a really strong connection to dogma around a lineage, whatever lineage it is. And I just, you know, kind of look at that with a great degree of curiosity of like, okay, how is that rigid relationship to tradition serving or not serving the continuation of this lineage? Is that making it, again, knowing that a lineage, any lineage or teaching has 
its own agenda, its own function in the world, is the relationship that we have to it serving the, the function of the lineage or detracting from the function of the lineage? Right? Being a steward of this, and in what, what way am I supporting the continuation of this knowledge? What way am I contributing to the, the life force and the collective field? Or is the way that I'm relating to it a way of, of attractive way? Or is it, you know, again, just a lot of curiosity. I don't pretend to have any answers. This is something that I'm currently in slash for my entire 15 plus years of training and investigation. I've been asking myself some variation of these questions because I think it's important to think of the dynamic relationship too. Yeah. Sense. Yeah, and I think that that's the the I think the word dynamic is one that we want to kind of land in our our space is that whatever you're engaging with, whatever you're called toward, whatever it is that you are currently or will in the future be uh, coming into your sphere, it's how do you have that dynamic, curious, childlike wonder experience inside of it in a way that expands you and serves the world. Boom. Boom, that's a great question I'll leave you with. So we gave you a lot to consider. And uh, and again, please do circle back to the last episode where we talked about choosing the purpose because they are really quite important. So um, if you're curious, go ahead and uh, send, a message, send us a message if you want to talk more, if you want to receive teaching or mentorship in or receive some content for some of these initiatory experiences that you're having. You can find all our past episodes on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at our email address, shamansistersessions at gmail.com, or you can send us a, mes a message on Facebook if you like, or you can contact us through our website, shamansistersessions.com, and know that we've got plenty of awesome, amazing tools and resources for you. So if you want to go ahead and help in any of those practices that we were mentioning, there are a lot of practices over the almost 90 episodes that we have for you. And uh, on, on that note, if you have enjoyed this work, know that we produce this so that it is free for you. We have absolutely no ads. We have no, uh, no incoming revenue about this other than donations. So if that is something that we would happily receive donations either through PayPal. You can offer us a donation at shamansistersessions.com. Or if you'd like to become a patron of ours on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash shamansistersessions. And we appreciate the support. And other than that, you can like and subscribe and comment and share mm -hmm. and we will uh, see you next time absolutely thank you so much